on the phone right now, live. We've got Chris Gordy. He's the host on Sports Talk 790 in Houston, which is the broadcast home of the Houston Astros. And the reason why we've got him on is to look at this series through a little bit different lens. Um, not an Astros showboating type of guy, are you there, Chris? Well, you know, I mean, I'm just hoping maybe we can, you know, the, the good news is with this series, Danielle, we've heard zero mention of the cheating scandal from 2017. I think the Astros and, and how they beat up on the Yankees all these years now, we can kind of put that one to bed and just accept that uh, the Yankees have a hard time hitting the Astros pitching. And that's that's kind of been the story of all these series in recent years, and particularly this one. And uh, it's, it, I mean, I don't know what it is with this Yankees lineup, um, but just seeing them whiff, 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 it's, it's not bad. It's historically bad. And it's crazy to think for a team that we saw back in May and June, and we were talking about them, you know, on a historic pace for setting a record for most wins in a season to go from that to this. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it really leaves you scratching your head. And Chris, I know you watch the Astros pretty much every pitch, every game, every day. Are the pitchers really this good or are the Yankees just making them look this good? a little bit of both. I mean, the Astros pitching staff has been so, so good all season long. And what's crazy to think is, you know, the, the way this pitching staff's performed, they're even better than the 2019 staff that included Verlander, Cole, and Zach Granke on the front end. And, you know, we thought when you saw that on paper, man, that's one of the best one, two, threes, you know, in a long time. Uh, but how Farber Valdez has emerged as, as an ace material. Justin Verlander has bounced back from Tommy John to look as good as he's ever looked, Cy Young candidate. Um, and now you're starting to see, you know, Christian Javier as he emerges as a guy. Lance McCullers we'll see tomorrow who's been so good. It's just, it really is an embarrassment of riches, but it's really been the, the emergence of, uh, of Christian Javier, mm-hmm. Luis Garcia, and Jose Urquidy, three international guys that they brought in that have really all hit. And it's funny, I was listening to some of your callers earlier talking about you know, maybe getting rid of Brian Cashman. It, you, you may not like the idea, but the first person I would call is Jeff Luno, who was the Astros GM, who kind of was the fall guy for the cheating scandal and got fired. But my gosh, there every, every, you know, few months, you're looking at a guy that the Astros have called up and you go back and go, Oh, there's a Luno guy. Yes. Oh, there's a guy that Luno signed yes. or drafted. And it's unbelievable. Yes. You know, how he was the architect of, of what this run the Astros have been on. So Chris, and we're talking about Chris Gordy from the broadcast home of the Astros. Um, he's with us live here on the fan. Chris, I, I talked about Jeff Luno. Uh, this is crazy, right? But when the Mets were looking for a GM, I did mention that Jeff Lunau should be in the conversation because, yes, he's a cheater. Yes, the, the whole, the, all of it, right? But if Alex Cora is allowed to get a job, if A.J. Hinch is allowed to get a job, then why can't Lunau be? And I went through and I looked at all of the players that he has uncovered for this Astros team that are still part of the core of this team. I mean, big, big names. I, I, think, it's, I, think, it's a, I think it's an intelligent suggestion, actually. Yeah, and don't forget Carlos Beltran. He's a cheater, too. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, Luno, what he was able to do, it, 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 it's unbelievable. I mean, the, the, one of the biggest ones that will go down as just one of the craziest trades ever, Josh Fields was a very up-and-down reliever for the Astros. And you go back a handful of years, and the Astros traded him to the Los Angeles Dodgers for an international prospect by the name of Jordan Alvarez, who uh, it's turned into, you know, when healthy, he's, he should be an MVP candidate, the way that guy crushes home runs and is, is just unbelievable. So, yeah, it, it really is crazy when you look up and down this lineup. And even to the point of a guy like Chaz McCormick, who was like an afterthought yes. and kind of, okay, 
he'll just be a rotational outfielder piece. He set the tone for the Astros tonight with that two-run homer off Garrett Cole. So yep. it's um, it, it is crazy. And and look again, it, you know the. If Toronto can put their bias aside and sign George Springer, if mm-hmm. the Yankees can put their bias aside and bring in Garrett Cole and Marlon Gonzalez and all these, you know, cheater guys who are part of the Astros, I think they could do that with Jeff Leno because he was an amazing architect for what the Astros have, have uh, you know, been building these last few years and still still running with. Yes, and that is something I did talk about here. Uh, Chris Gordy's host on Sports Talk 790 in Houston joins us live right now here on The Fan. Um <laughs> Year after year, it seems to be the same result for New York Yankees. It seems to be the same opponent doing it to them, the Houston Astros. Chris, when you look at this Astros team, what is the weakness? Uh, I mean, this season uh, in particular, when they, when the Astros have been down or, or been bad, it's lack of hitting. And I think that's going to be something to watch tomorrow. And, and Cortez, I'm going back and looking through the numbers, I mean, the last time he gave up more than two runs in a game, you're, you're going back to mid-August. I mean, it's, it's been a while. So I think that starts for tomorrow. If the, if the Yankees have any chance to get back in the series, they're going to have to get a couple runs off Lance McCullers. I looked at, uh, you know, at the stats. McCullers last year pitched here at Yankee Stadium and gave up, I think, three runs in six innings. Mm-hmm. So you know, it would be something like that. Like the Yankees would have to find a way to manufacture some runs, get a home run or two off McCullers early, and have Cortez go you know, six innings of – one run ball. And if the Yankees are leading three to one tomorrow, maybe the Astros bats just go cold. Maybe that's their best chance for a win tomorrow and extend this series and so on and so forth. But yeah, that's really been the only weakness for this Astros team. The starting pitching has been phenomenal all year and the bullpen has been phenomenal. I mean, it's, it really is crazy how good these guys are like Hector Neris and Rafael Montero. And, you know, it's one guy after another is coming in and just, you know, not only pitching shutouts, but not even giving up hits. And, uh, yeah, that's what's been so impressive. But yeah, if the Yankees are gonna have any chance tomorrow, it's they're gonna have to shut basically shut down the Astros lineup and uh find a way to scratch across some runs. Yeah, that seems to be the problem here. Um, did you I know you were at the stadium today and we're talking with Chris Gordy from the broadcast home of the Astros with us here live on the fan. Um, did you go into the Yankee Clubhouse today at all? Or did you just stick on the Houston I, side? Yeah, I was mostly on the Houston side, but I do want I do want to point out something about the the stadium today we pointed out just early on in the game first second inning that you know we've been here for a lot of rocking atmospheres I, I, the atmosphere just wasn't very good i said the same thing about houston in game one I, I didn't think the fans brought it in game one they brought it in game two um you know i would almost issue a challenge to the yankee fans tomorrow to bring it a little bit harder because it, it was kind of quiet at first and second inning and didn't really pick up and look i get if the team's not giving you anything to root for, it's right. hard to get into it. Right. Um, you know, but yeah, I just thought the stadium was was a little weak for all the times we've been here and seen some rocket atmospheres. Well, that's a challenge. Any Yankee fan? I'm supposed to be there tomorrow. Any Yankee fan? Uh, <laughs> that's a challenge. Chris Gordy just uh, just offered you a challenge. Um, Chris, what can the Yankees do? And I know it's only been done once, right, by the Red Sox to the Yankees, but to pull off a major miracle, a can it be done? And b, what's the blueprint? Yeah, I mean they got to find they got to get base runners. That's been the hardest thing in the series is that you know the, the lack of hits tonight, but lack of base runners. Um, I know they've kind of experimented and moved some guys around. They got to find somebody in that leadoff spot who can get on for Judge and Stanton coming up and and make it harder on those Astros pitchers. Um, there, there's nothing less scary than facing an Aaron Judge with nobody on base. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you give up a solo shot to him. Okay, so what? It's one right. run, you know. So right. that to me, that's 
that's what Aaron Boone's got to figure out. And we'll see if he tweaks the lineup at all at all tomorrow. But um, you know, it's a Torres. I don't know who 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 you know who they need to slide into that number one spot. But it's got to be a table setter, somebody who can get on. And you know, you look up and down the the, the lineup, and it's just it's it's a lot of guys. It reminds me of I don't know, you know, back back years ago when it was like bringing in, bringing in Bobby Abreu when it was kind of near nearing the end of his career, or, you know, to share in the later years, and just those guys were. And when you look at Josh Donaldson, and go, dude, are you washed? Like, what? Do you have anything left in the tank here? Like, what's going on? That, that's kind of the vibe I get from some of these guys. Is you know, it's you look at the Astros lineup, and it's a mix of you know, Jose Altuve still very much in his prime, Alex Bregman still very much in his prime, Jordan Alvarez on the rise, her uh, Jeremy Pena, a rookie who's you know been outstanding as a rookie. They just have so many of these pieces, a mix of guys in their prime and, and young up and comers, and you know the Yankees have a couple of young guys, but to me, it just looks like a bunch of bunch of older guys, uh, you know, just past their prime. And so, um, again, big big questions for Judge this offseason. Does he stay? Does he go? Whatever. And I understand that's going to be a big topic. But to me, just in the short term, if the Yankees are just trying to get a win tomorrow, uh, I'm trying to find the best guy to put to put on base ahead ahead of Judge and Stanton, and and challenging those guys. Hey, we need more out of you. You know, I, I was worried about those guys in this series, thinking. You know, each of them would at least had a couple home runs by now, and it's crazy that neither of them have done much of anything. Yeah, and and I've always been an advocate for moving Judge down in the lineup to like at least three, four maybe, but at least three. I, it's just puzzling to me why they keep penciling him in at, at one and two. It's just crazy to me. Like you said, there's nothing less scary than an Aaron Judge with a solo shot. There's, you're you're right. You're absolutely right. Um, and I was just about to ask. We're talking with Chris Gordy, host of Sports Talk 790 in Houston. Um, what is the Houston Astros fan bases, or the people you talk to, what is their perception of why this Yankees team can never seem to get it done? Well, I know this. The Astros fans love love the trash talk, and, and I think a lot of this was exacerbated with the, the cheating scandal, and uh, and basically Astros fans, you know, have no choice but to get their 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 teams back. You know, it, it got to a point where it was okay. Look, the Astros had dominant pitching in 2017. Um, you know, there was a, a cheating scandal that went down that year. You know, we're finding out as years go by, more teams were doing other things and unsavory things. But Rob Manford would like to cover all that up and tell you the Astros are the only one doing anything unsavory. But, um, you know, I think that the trash talking really comes out of that, of Astros fans having to defend their team in 2018, 2019, 2020, and, and constantly having to do that. And so, you know, I, I saw some people point out it was just four nights ago that Yankee fans were on. 161st Street screaming, we want... I hate that. I hate when they do that because it never (laughs) works. I saw that video too. I was like, come on. What are you doing, idiots? And now here we are. They got Houston. That's right. And, you know, you're down 0-3 in the series. Um, Yeah, I think a lot of people, a lot of Astros fans look at it. And, I mean, they they respect guys like Garrett Cole. They they respect, um, you know, the pitching staff of the Yankees and know they have some really good arms and respect Judge and Stanton. But... Again, I think I think they got to get back to building a, a full lineup, and you know if yeah. you can do that with with farm grown talent, then all the better. You know, I know we think back to those teams of Junior, whatever, Posada, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously the homegrown talent and, and the pieces that you know Bernie Williams and, and all these guys who were so outstanding, um, you know, that that really built a, a dynamic lineup one through nine. I just I just haven't seen that. From the from the uh, from the Yankees. I mean, maybe 2017 was was pretty close, but 
Uh, to me, that's been the, the crazy part about these lineups. They just don't have consistency yep. up and down the, the order, and, and this year is really exacerbating that. And and what is the perception in Houston uh, among sports talk there, whoever, but what is the perception about Aaron Boone as manager down there? Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's with Girardi. It just feels like a guy who's a little in over his head. And, um, you know, a lot was made the other night of his comments about the roof. And, you oh, know, it, I know. You know, but it, it made it I don't know if the, I don't know if he intended it to be that way, but you know, to me, I was there. And for for those who don't know, the roof at Minute Maid Park opens from left to right by the train tracks. And for him to say that the wind was blowing in, you know, that that kept the judge ball in, I just thought was crazy because the wind doesn't even blow that direction. But mm-hmm. um, you know, there was that, and then the Bregman homer that that got out was that wind aided. I don't know, but you know, I I flip it the other way and say, all right, Aaron, well the the Wind is blowing that direction for the Yankees as well. Why didn't you hit it? You know, mm-hmm, so you know, mm-hmm. I asked him pregame today. I, I said, you know, I you, saw that. Have you, I have see you see. looked at the, you know, the weather? You think it'll play a factor today with the wind? They kind of back backed off it, but yeah, I just kind of, you know, to, to me, it's it's let's not make excuses, you know, and that's kind of what I saw. You know, Garrett Cole, his comments tonight saying, "Oh, they got lucky here," and and you know, we threw some good pitches, you know. Sometimes you have to tip your cap and go, hey, man, that's a really good team. They got some good hits off us. I know people don't like to do that. Yeah. A lot of these athletes have egos and that sort of thing. But at the end of the day, I think, look, if you're going to keep Aaron Boone, great. I just think the time is run on Brian Cashman. I mean, yes. you know, how many how many GMs and, and presidents last this long in organizations? And oh, I understand yeah. the, I understand the Steinbrenners are loyal. But, man, it, it, sometimes you ha- you need a new – you need a new voice in the room to make decisions. It's like uh, Supreme Court justices and Brian Cashman as GM of the, of, of the Yankees, seemingly. <laughs> life life <laughs> sentences, uh, life terms, whatever you call it. Yeah, I get it. Um, final question, I guess, or maybe eight, 1A, 1B, but Lance McCullers tomorrow. Um, the best way the Yankees, I know putting base runners on there, but where and how is, is Lance McCullers susceptible so that the Yankees could put some guys on the base paths? Yeah, McCullers has been very effective since he he came back from injury. His you know he he came back around the mid season point, and um, you know he's only made really a handful of starts uh, if you go look at his numbers from this year. But one thing that stands out is Lance lives in traffic. Uh, Lance does walk guys. He does put guys on. He's outstanding at working out of that trouble. Um, you know, I know he's going to be he's a guy who lives off adrenaline. He's going to be hyped up for that game tomorrow and. I'm sure he'll be bringing it with, with the fastball and, you know, his bevy of pitches. But um, to me, you know, if I'm the Yankees, that's the one thing I'm looking at is be patient. You know, I, I think if you're able to work walks and, um, you know, work full counts on McCullers and, and he misses on some pitches and gets some base runners, I think that's that's the Yankees' best chance. So uh, I would just say you want to be patient and not be too aggressive and trying to jump, jump on early pitches because – Man, he felt like Javier tonight had some quick at bats. I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, two, two, three, four pitch at bats, and boom, he's he's out. Yeah. Um, I think the Yankees need to be really, really uh, patient with McCullers tomorrow and try to work some full counts. And um, you know, like I said, McCullers lives in traffic. He, he's he's always putting guys on base, and so that's uh, that would be the recipe for success of on the Yankees tomorrow. Well, Chris, I. I, I... By the way, if everybody listening, this is Chris Gordy from the broadcast home of the Houston Astros here with us on The Fan. And I got a tweet I got to read to you. Uh, someone tweeted me and says, I tuned into Daniel McCartan's show on The Fan in New York City after the game to be petty. And it's a person with a Houston Astros like logo on her face. 
and and her show is fantastic. And she just said, next caller I have is Chris Gordy in Houston after the break. And she did the Tyra Banks like, what? And then I said, uh, in an intelligent way, you'll see. Thanks so much. And then she wrote back, Chris Gordy is my favorite on our station. This is wild. So there you go. You got you got so you got, brought some listeners in. You brought some ears in. I appreciate that, Chris. Well, if, I'm I'm nothing if not a realist. But uh, you know, look, I, Yankees are proud, proud tradition. But you know, somebody tonight was pointed out to me at the ballpark. They said, "Man, it feels like you, know, you look at the years on some of these championships, and it's a long time ago." Oh yeah, you know, there was a there was a big gap even between the '09 one and now. Yep. You know, it's it, that '09 one feels like a distant, distant memory. Yep. So yeah, it's uh, look, the Astros are, are in the heat of. They're, you know, I want to say a dynasty, but a, a tremendous, tremendous run that they have built here. And it's going to end eventually. It's going to end one day. Uh, the Yankees need to start eyeing that day when it ends because oh, yeah. uh, they got to figure out a way to get back on top. Well, Chris, thanks for joining us tonight. So late and get some rest, and I'll see you at the stadium tomorrow. All right. Thanks, Danielle. All right. Thank you. And again, that was Chris Gordy from the broadcast home of the Houston Astros joining us live on the fan, not gloating. Really breaking it down. Chris is a really good guest. That's that's why we, we connected on Twitter, um, and we've had I've been on his show. He's been on mine, and it's been uh, he's been really good. So, Chris, thank you very much, and I will see you in about oh I don't know twelve hours from now.